if you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you've made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh, so. uh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Sasky and Sarah. Sasky, guess what just happened? Maybe one of our favourite female drivers is going to be racing at the London Formula E. Guess who's going to be at London Formula E? Simona <laughs> Di Silvestra. And you, of course. Oh my God, guess how excited I am about this. Because if your answer is anything less than a million percent excited, you're wrong. Well, look, I saw the tweet come past and I was like, well, this must be the first announcement because otherwise Sarah would have told me about it. <laughs> so I literally messaged you. I was like, oh my God, Sarah Simona is racing at Formula E in London. And basically all I got back was I suspect some form of like face smash, keyboard smash <laughs> kind of combination. Face keyboard. Yeah. And my no. next thought was, you're going to need a bigger flag or another Dude, flag. Right? Um, so I'm struggling because, you know, obviously you I love got so much room in a suitcase. Well, I, I, my suitcase already has a tent, my projector, a kettle, um, no clothing. I just, I'm not really sure how this is going to happen, but it'll okay, be fine. Okay. Wait, wait a second. A kettle? A kettle. Listen, we're camping in Austria. I don't know how we're going to eat food. So I'm bringing a kettle. I don't know. Wait, wait, what does that kettle plug into? The electric outlets at the campsite. Okay, so yeah. I was no, like, I was like, there's electric outlets at the campsite because I don't know about yeah. any of the camping that you've done. It's most not... of the camping I've done is like BYO fire. <laughs> I know. No, honestly, we were looking at the website for uh, for um, the campsites at the Red Bull Ring, and you can't make a fire. You're not allowed. Oh, to. Yeah, no, no, that would make sense. You would not yeah. want to make a fire, and and I'm thinking more like those little portable like stove things yeah. that we have. No, we don't have one of those. So we're going to do a kettle. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, God, you guys really are just going to live off noodles, aren't you? We are going to live off cup of noodles. That's the plan. We're going to land in Munich, go to the grocery store, buy like 15 cases of cup of noodles and a lot of beer, and then just book it for Spielberg. Uh, you just got to put it out there. I've uh, never eaten cup of noodles in my life. They're not that bad. Honestly, when you're they just- They weird me out. Like the consistency of them, even just looking at them and the smell makes me, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it, mate. You know what? You make sacrifices for Formula One sometimes. Oh, I, I could find plenty of things to eat. It just wouldn't be a cup of noodles. I'd probably live off like muesli bars and trail mix and like apples. Yeah. We're doing that too. We're doing that too. So, but yeah, that's the plan right now. And um, so how many days? How many days till you you depart? Oh God, I leave in North America. We are recording this podcast on Sunday at two p.m. Uh, in an attempt to get it done before the IndyCar race starts. Uh, I leave in exactly fifty-six hours. Okay, like, and, and the advantage of how we record this podcast is I can see your face as you're mm -hmm. telling me that you leave in fifty-six hours, and your facial expression is like. Holy shit, I live in 56 hours and I have all these things to do and I don't know if I'm ever going to sleep between now and then. I'm not. I'm going to sleep on the plane. It's going to be fine. I still have two days of work left. Um, I have a flag to make. I have to make a Nico Hulkenberg flag because it's very important. Um, yeah, I just, I, and like, I don't know, every time you travel internationally, like it's stressful leading up to it anyway, even if you don't have a million things to do. So I, Look, I'm I'm leaving for my Europe trip in two and a half weeks, I think. I have booked a flight to Europe and I booked a, and I bought a backpack. And that is the entire summary of exactly everything I have done for going to Europe. <laughs> I still don't have a flight home. So I mean Yeah, I don't have a flight home either. I'm potentially coming back so um I'm potentially coming back home earlier than I had intended because I have gained additional employment with the Canadian Women's Hockey League. So I need to be back at an earlier date than I need to be back for my NHL job because everyone has sport and yeah. he has to do things apparently for them. But, oh, well, look, you're off to Austria in two days. That is going to be awesome. But this is our, this is our last podcast recording while we're in the same hemisphere. 
I know. The hours are going to get a bit wonky, aren't they? Uh, Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're definitely going to have to figure this out. Um, But hey, I mean, we're off. I'm off to Austria. I literally just got back from Canada like five days ago. I've been in Tampa Bay, Florida for nearly two weeks now in um, a very, very air-conditioned and incredibly comfortably bedded Hilton, but I am actually at the point of starting to go crazy. Yeah, so it's There's good to, a whole lot to do here. Yep, yep, that's that's pretty gross. Uh, but yeah, so we should talk about Canada. Look, it was it, Canada was last week. Yep, I missed the race because I went to Disneyland instead. Listen, that's legit. That's and you know what? It's one of those situations where the race was actually on at a reasonable hour of the day. I know so. it was one of the few races that I get at a time that really works for me. And instead of watching it, I went yeah. and rode the teacups. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was actually at the race. It was a lot of fun. So let's talk about the race itself first. And then I want to hear all about Canada, <laughs> what was amazing to be there in per- person and all that other stuff. But to be perfectly honest, the race itself was not super exciting. No, which is disappointing because there has been some epic Canadian GPs and it's one yeah. of my personal favorites. But yeah, and I tried to watch it. The worst part was I talked it up to everyone I went with. I was like, yeah, last year it was Dan Ricardo's first win. All this stuff happened. Only like half the cars even finished because like people had brake problems. It was so much fun. There were retirements everywhere. The Marushas crashed like craziness. And then we get to this year and Lewis led the whole way. Yeah, I've tried to watch the race on like three separate occasions and I, I, I've i seen the entirety of the race, but it's been like I've watched the first half of the race and then I've come back and watched the second half or I've watched this bit because it's just been, it's been difficult for me to get two hours solid to watch it. But it's also been like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, the actual race. Yeah. Might look. I've got a bunch of notes in the race and not a whole lot of them had to do with anyone actually winning. Lewis qualified first. Lewis led the race for the entire race. Lewis won the race. Summary done. There we are. Lewis tried to speak French on the podium, got about two words out, and then Rosberg launched into this beautiful spiel in French and won the hearts of the crowd. And it was was hilarious. I I loved the part where Lewis was like, I love, I love Canada. Like I got my first win here. Like I have such love for Canada. And then Nico Rosberg comes out and is like, I speak French motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, you're never going to win this argument, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, aside from that, what else happened in this race? Pastor Maldonado got points. That's a, that's a step up from normal. <laughs> so, but, to be honest, the, the, my favorite part in Pastor Maldonado does something kind of okay is how everyone kind of tries to talk their way around Pastor Maldonado being Pastor Maldonado. Yeah. At one part of the race, they were talking about the fact that um, the, the commentators were talking about the fact that Lotus looked so good this weekend that there should be no reason for them not to have two points finish, like like double points finish. Mm-hmm. But you could you could hear like Brundle and Hebert and that, and they were kind of like, well, the team obviously has got to have to read have to read the riot act too. Well, at least one of them about not doing anything stupid this weekend. And when they say that, you're like, and the paraphrasing of this is, they've all sat pastor down and said, now listen here, don't fuck up. That being said, <laughs> there was that great point in the race, and I. I'm not sure if it was Pasta and Rogoro or was Pasta on another car. And it was essentially turned into like car chicken to see who would like pull out of this, this, like, I think they were going down a straight or around, they were doing, they were doing something, which is a very vague description. But I always could think of as watching this was if there is one person in Formula One, you do not want to play car chicken with or any kind of chicken with. Pastor Maldonado is that person because Pastor Maldonado gives no fucks. Like but he, will, he will run into you if he needs to. That's true. But ironically, this weekend, which Lotus had an issue with that sort of stuff. Oh my god! The moment where you have Roman Grosjean yelling into, like, obviously over the radio, that he hit me, he hit me, and you're like, actually, Rogo, you, you hit you watch, him. If you watch the replay, it appears to be your car hitting him. Yeah. Poor Will Stevens too. I mean, he got on the radio and he was just all over Grosjean. And well, yeah. And, and it's kind of actually funny when you hear a Marusha yelling at another car legitimately because yeah. it's a bit like, 
I didn't think this was your, I didn't think this was your role. I didn't think this is what you, you normally do. Yeah. You know what? Will Stevens is not going to take any shit from anyone. He's, he's, a, he's an Essex boy. He don't take no shit from no he's one. He's a tiny human being. Here's the thing. If you, if you want a good laugh, go and Google early Will Stevens photos and just appreciate the monstrosity that is Will Stevens's evolving hair and tan over several years. The only thing I could think to compare it to was uh, Patrick Berglund's draft photo. Oh yeah! If you don't, if you if you don't know Patrick Berglund or his Google. photo, Google it. But it is a it's a glory of like eighties mod shag, feathered this like feathered situation that's longer in the back, and it's just oh, it's bad. And but it's you're bad. like they you they look like you've come from the every way. <laughs> the only way is Essex TV show. Oh dear God! I think that's what it's called. But yeah, other stuff about this race. Fernando Alonso got real mad about stuff. Fernando <laughs> Alonso has finally started to crack. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say that he's just finally, you know, the 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 anger at the fact that Honda McLaren has not figured their yes. shit out. I sorry, you, you're, you're probably right there. I wouldn't say started to crack because he's a he's a very zen samurai kind of human being. <laughs> But you could definitely hear the frustration. Yeah. You know, they've been they've been towing the party line, they've been pulling out the party quotes, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's there are three people that have not scored points so far in the Formula One season. Will Stevens, Roberto Mary, and Fernando Alonso. That's one of these bad. things is not like the other two. Right. And it's the one with two world championships. But you know what? The weird thing that is- doesn't drive from Arusha. Right. The weird thing is, though, like, all weekend, we were standing right at the fence watching these cars go by, and I would be turned around talking to someone, and you know immediately which cars are the Honda McLarens. They sound awful. They legit sound like a wet fart. Like, everything else, every other car just mm, sounds fine. It's And then this, this, like, oh, terrible sounding thing comes chugging by, and you're like, oh, that's either Jensen or Fernando. So it sounds uh, even. So they sound even worse than a than a Marussia. The Marussias sound fine. They just they're not very running. fast. They're just running Ferrari engines. They're just not very quick. The Hondas actually sound like garbage. Like the McLaren Arrow is fine. It's literally the engine, and it's terrible. Um, they need to sort their shit out if they're gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. I did like the part of the race where they start the discussion about this is the longest they've gone since they changed the V6 engines of a race without anyone retiring. And then it's like, whoop, there goes the McLarens. <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, spoke too soon. There they go. And it was terrible, too, because before the race, obviously, you had all those people taking grid penalties. And, you know, you've got Vettel starting at the back. You've got, um, obviously, Jensen Button started at the back. Um, I think it was uh, Max Verstappen had to start from pit lane. Benson Button started at the back and then also had to have a drive through. Yep, yep, that's Which right. Just starts to too. exacerbate the situation. More and the thing and is, more. it's so sad because any other year, you know that he's going to at least make an effort to fight back through the pack. And you've got those three guys starting at the back, and you know this year that it's going to be Vettel. He's going to end up somewhere around sixth or fifth, and Verstappen's going to end up somewhere around 10th or 11th. And Jensen Button might actually come in last. Yeah. So, Jensen yeah. Button may actually finish where he started, if he finishes at all. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. That was kind of, that was a little upsetting. Um, I have a very good friend who I met in Austin named Emily. And she is the world's biggest Jensen Button and Fernando, Fernando Alonso fan. So, when it was announced that they were going to drive for the same team, she was over the moon. And Her entire wardrobe became McLaren gear, even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, had, she had a lot of McLaren and Ferrari stuff on last year. Um, but, yeah, she's, it's just it's tough. It's tough to be a fan of that team right now. They're not performing. Well, it's also tough to be a fan of that team if you're a fan of Kevin Magnussen because that poor kid is getting oh screwed over left, right, and center. So Magnussen is meant – everyone, including, I believe, Kevin Magnussen, was under the impression – that he would be testing one of the days at um, at the Austrian test after the Grand Prix. And it has recently been announced that he will not be testing after the Austrian Grand Prix, that the day that was, was intended to be his test day was now going to be given to Stoffel van Dorn in part as a reward for his outstanding GP2 performances so far this season. 
Did you sure. hear that, you've heard that, you know, Kevin Magnuson is also talking up Stoffel Van Dorn, right? Oh, God, yeah, no, no, no. I Stoffel Van Dorn's biggest fan is Kevin Magnuson. And it's but, I, and I, but I think there's also that kind of part where, like, I th- it, it's a hard situation. I, they've obviously been friends for ages, and he is a big fan of them. But it comes to a point where this person is taking not taking but you know there's it's very hard when there's two of you going for the one spot and i i completely understand the mclaren decision to put strofel in that car this guy is doing so well you want to reward him but then you have a poor guy like k-mags who's sitting there going i haven't driven a car since last year in a race because the car died before i got to the start line in in australia you know i can't race you know they didn't sort it out so i couldn't race le mans in time like because he was intending to do that you know i um i haven't even got a test day because you gave it to the other guy who's winning things that i'm not competing like if i have k-bags right now i'm like i'm gonna take this bottle of vodka i'm gonna go back to denmark and someone call me in a month yeah exactly he and Esteban Gutierrez must like hang out and commiserate because Gutierrez is doing the same thing for Ferrari right now. Like he's yeah. not testing; he's just hanging out there. I think the difference, but I think the difference with Gutierrez is, is that Gutierrez had a seat because he had contributed money to that seat. And I think when you've been in a situation where you bought your seat, the understanding that if someone comes on with more money, you're out is a lot more, I guess prevalent in your mind you know what? someone like kevin magnuson who got that seat last year legitimately based on talent yada 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 i think the last thing he would have expected is that a year later that seat would be gone true no my comparison was more to the idea of you know he's driving going, going crazy because you're the one that has to do all the pr yeah yeah exactly so there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of photos of him holding a microphone looking like he wants to just embed it in someone's ear yeah yeah it's pretty sad especially where he's like he's a really good driver it would be nice to see him you know end up in the series maybe like indycar i'm just imagining him getting more and more tattoos to annoy ron dennison ron dennis sorry i was like i just imagine him being like oh hey ron look i got more publicly visible tattoos to annoy you how's it going mate everything's great (laughs) <laughs> so you went to canada i went to canada tell this me about great. canada tell us tell our so, handful of podcast listeners about canada all five of them um so i rolled into canada wednesday night <clears throat> and uh met up with a bunch of friends who were all staying in the same hostel as me um how we we do that every year now we just stay in a hostel with as many people as we can find um thursday we went and did the pit walk which is a really cool thing they do in canada where they literally open the pit lane from nine to 12 and you can just dick around there for three hours. And, um, it's really funny because you get yourself to the circuit and on race day, you actually just, you know, obviously you don't go on the track and you just walk around to whatever areas you want to go to. And the pit lane is directly on the other side of the track from the entrance to the, uh, the circuit. So they put you on buses. They literally put you on shuttle buses and like shuttle bus you around the circuit to the pit lane. Um, so I have ridden all the way around Circuit Jules Villeneuve on a shuttle bus. Nice. Um, so we get to the pit lane, we hop in line, we get some autographs, and then we just wandered down to Manor Marusha. Um, my friend had made a flag for them. And we stood there for like 20 minutes. And Graham Loudon came out and Will Stevens came out and like came over and talked to us for a while. And it was just super nice. They were really like accessible and nice to talk to. Apparently they're going to have gear by Austin. So you'll be able to buy like Manor shirts and stuff like that. Um, so that was super nice. That was basically most of Thursday. We met up with a bunch of people from Reddit. Like, I wrote a thing about this. You can read it on our site. Uh, I think it went up two days ago. Um, the North American F1 community is just, like, this hilarious, desperate little group. Um, and, you know, we get together. It's probably like the Australian ice hockey community. Yeah, you find awesome. people and you cling to each other because they're yes. the only ones who'll understand. I, yeah, you can draw some pretty good parallels between those two. Um, yeah, it's it's like... You know, this weekend is almost like a convention where it's like yep. the one, it's the one weekend a year where you actually get to speak to like Canada Con. Yeah, yeah, Canada Grand Prix Con 2015. So we got together at a bar. Um, I think like 40, 45 people showed up. So we just, yeah, it was, I just posted on Reddit and like a bunch of people showed up. It was great. So that was nice. Friday, we went to the circuit, watched Free Practice One, Free Practice Two. 
started pouring down rain during free practice too. So we just booked it back to the hostel. Um, we went go-karting. I set the second fastest lap of everyone in our group. <laughs> I was very proud of myself. Yeah, I was like, not half smug about that one. Uh-huh, not even a little bit, especially because I was one of three girls go-karting in a group of 24. And uh, yeah, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> you can't see, obviously, but Sarah is currently buffing her nails against her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I definitely recommend like making that a part of your Grand Prix experience, if only, you know, for the ridiculousness of it. Um, yeah, then we went out, went to Will Buxton's bash, which he decided to do at the last minute. Saw a bunch of people from last year that I, you know, obviously had kept in touch with, but didn't get to see because again, Grand Prix Con, it's once a year. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the weekend was pretty standard. You know, we went to the track Saturday, kind of turned in a little early that night, uh, watched some hockey. We were in Montreal, so you might as well. And then Sunday was the race day. And, you know, we hung out in general admission. I had a ticket for the popular grandstand, so I watched all the support series from there. Oh, there was a hilarious support series that I don't think they do anywhere else. And it was called the Micra Cup. It was little Nissan Micras. Nissan Micros. I, I don't think they make them in the States. They make them everywhere else, or they might call them something else here. But... Yeah, they, um, so my first, I don't have a manual license. I can't drive a manual car. I have no idea about gear changes or clutches or anything like that. I only know how to drive an automatic. I've had exactly one lesson yeah driving a manual car and it was a souped up nissan micra that was what that was race specced so the Mm -hmm. entire inside of the micra had been emptied out it had had like it had been reinforced with steel barring inside it it had bucket seats and race (laughs) harnesses and my my friend who owned it used it to drive like motor car and rally racing and so we went up a mountain range that had like a I'm going to say it was like a 20 mile an hour speed limit because it was this winding mountain range. And we probably did 75 miles, 80 miles an hour up it. I wasn't driving at this point in time. The guy who was a professional car driver was driving at this point. But on the way back, like he made me drive back down it and learn to to do that. Then we went out to like a, a, a track where it was the road. You know when you, you know if you're, Say you're roller skating, right? And mm-hmm. you're roller skating on asphalt and it's right. a bit rough. But then you roller skate on like smooth, polished, like uh, <laughs> concrete and it's yeah. really slippery. There's a random road out the back of my hometown that goes to nowhere. Like there may have been a building out there at some point. I think there was like a wool wash, but there's nothing except this random like 500 meters of road that's like two three meters wide and it's entirely polished cement so you can drive up it and then you slam on the handbrake and spin it and so you can spin the car (laughs) and so this guy is we're in a nissan micra spinning a car and i'm just thinking i'm going this is i was like this is the best thing ever or i'm going to die here exactly i can't Um, imagine what it would look like watching them race though oh my god it was seriously the funniest thing ever so uh you know i think average lap times at circuit jillsville are like one in the 120s or 130s something like that i think for for f1 i think it's like a 119 maybe yeah yeah yeah. like 17 18 19 i think during qualifying they were setting like 116s or something like that yeah um the fastest lap time for the nissan micros was like 220 <laughs> and then this and was probably still doing 100 k's an hour oh, yeah, they, the were they were really booking it it was great and the funniest thing was there was one one of them was like way because anyone can enter this yeah. if you have a micro and like it's spec engine all that stuff you can enter this cup so there were like 40 of them and like they were running three wide on the track down the straightaway and it was just the most amazing thing the last place micro like clearly knew he was coming in last so he would like bomb down the straightaway with just his hand on the horn and like wave to the crowd. Like, yeah, <laughs> so great. He's like, I'm just here for the fun. I'm just here to like drive on this circuit because why not? Um, so that so was cool. according. So I've, I literally just looked up the Nissan Micro Cup out of curiosity. Yeah. Presented in collaboration with Nissan Canada, it's ten races across five weekends uh-huh. in Quebec. 
each race weekend is a 30 minute trial, the 30 minute qualifying and two 30 minute races. Yep. Yep. Interesting. It's apparently billed as Canada's most affordable racing series. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell. <laughs> All you different. need is a Nissan Micra. Any Nissan Micra will do. So that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, obviously the race itself, it, it was cool, even though it was boring because it was nice to see all the cars. You know how you don't see all the cars on the feet. Specifically, I'm talking Marusha. As slow as they are, it was nice to see that livery go by. You know, they have a new sponsor. They're now sponsored by Airbnb. I did see that. Yeah, I was like, that really made me like, that would make me more inclined to use Airbnb. Not right, that exactly. already inclined to use Airbnb. So no, that was really cool. And they were, they were talking that up in the pit lane and everyone was really excited about it. Um, so it was cool to see those cars go by. It was cool to like not have to focus on, you know, whatever cars the FIA wants yeah. to force you to watch. You know, we were just sitting on the grass with our toes in the dirt, drinking beer and just having a really nice time. Yeah. So, that said, look, I, I gotta say pretty jelly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a fantastic weekend. I cannot wait to go again next year. I think we're definitely obviously going to make this a regular thing. Um, but yeah, Canada was cool. I'm happy Mercedes got a one too, but other than that, eh, whatever. <laughs> to race itself, meh. Right. I will say though that two races in a row that I've now been to are the last two races where Pastor Maldonado scored points. So Ooh, if I'm Lotus, I'd be like, well, I would put a little bit of Venezuelan petrol money into bringing you to races. Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll see how he goes in Austria. And if it, if this trend continues, I may have to like bother them about this. <laughs> so Formula One last weekend was definitely not the only racing that has been on at the moment. It is officially, well, what's it now? It's 2.16 p.m. on Sunday, which means the race finished five and a quarter hours ago. And we saw Nico Hulkenberg become the first uh, form current Formula One driver to win a Le Mans in... 24 years. 24 years. 24 years. Yep. So Le Mans was raced, uh, obviously, yesterday and today, so past, you know, 24-ish hours. Um, and Nico Hülkenberg wins in his first try at Le Mans. Yeah. Will Porsche oh, <laughs> with, um, with uh, Britain, uh, Britain's Earl Bamba and Nick Tandy, who I think is a New Zealander. Um, and this was Hülkenberg's first win since GP2. Now, I looked it up. Hülkenberg's last win was in the last round of the 2009 GP2 series. So he won the feature race in round 10 of the Portugal race weekend. His um, last year, you know, his last year in GP2, he killed it. He killed it. He was the champion, but they, his last win. It. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say his last win was 2,094 days ago. Oh man. They used to say that he was unbeatable on a Saturday because he used to win all the Saturday races, um, which yeah. is kind of cool. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been way too long. He's it, so good. Like, I, I, I think that's, I think this will be one of those things. I'm hoping this will be one of those things where we've, we've always talked about how good Hulkenberg could be in a good car. Right. But because we never see him, in a good car it's 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 like it's that kind of thing where everyone just is like oh yeah he's great in a good car but it's like a kind of we don't have actual evidence of it it's an assumption we're making and maybe a hopeful assumption we're making and now we see him in we saw him in a good car we saw him in this porsche it was his first um first ever well second ever but first le mans and like boom yeah there we go i i just it's so sad because you know that it means he's probably gonna leave f1 at some point because no one will give him a good car i think he's the thing if no one gave him a good car he was gonna probably leave f1 regardless of whether he won That's this race or not him being a formula one driver carries a certain amount of cash that he could pretty much walk into most other racing series and be like hey what's up my yeah. turn. Yeah, exactly. It's only in Formula One where he, he, he struggles with that. Yeah, which is too bad, honestly. Um, but it was great to see him win today. 
Um, I did not watch much of the race. I watched uh, a bit last night, and then I got up for the end of it. Yeah, I um, I don't think I actually saw any of the actual race. I kept um, watching a lot of the stats. So I spent nine hours at the rink yesterday, and I for most of that nine hours, I had the, the timing page somewhere on my computer to keep an eye on what was happening with that. Um, you know who else drove in this race? <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. I was like, there are so many ways that you could be going with this. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that name first. No, no. I, um, so, I used to be the biggest Grey's Anatomy fan in the history of the world. And like the fact that my two fandoms have converged with Patrick Dempsey joining a race car series. So um, Patrick Dempsey is Dempsey Proton Racing Team, yeah. uh, which are actually a German registered team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think because of Proton being, I believe Proton are German, um, came second in the GTM series. Yep. And so, so. They lost to an American team. They did lose to an American they team. Lost to Corvette Racing, which, hey, sure. They That's lost cool. to, yep, they lost to Corvette Racing. Um, the, so, so look, Hulkenberg, the team of Hulkenberg, Bamber, and Tandy win. Porsche's, uh, Porsche had three cars racing. Uh, Another one of their cars, I can't recall the numbers, to be honest. I believe Hulkenberg was 17. Nope, 19 was Hulkenberg, 17 was the second place car. So Porsche team of uh, Weber, Hartley, Bernard. What time are we in the podcast? (laughs) Legitimate, legitimate (laughs) actual reference here. I know. know. So uh, second Porsche team of Hartley, Bernard, and Weber, Second. Um, second to continue Mark Webber's grand tradition of losing to Germans. Ha- uh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, uh, Audi came third. We've got Fassler, Lotterer, and Trulier. I wish these come with like phonetical pronunciation guides because of pronunciation guides and phonetics because I'm sometimes I'm like, I feel like this is how it's said, but then I understand that I don't speak the same language as your name, so I'm yeah, probably was, butchering it. I was going to say, of that team, I know Lotterer, and I am not yeah. even proud of the other team. Lotterer, also known as Man in the Grid Girl shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah, what a guy. Um, LPM2 uh, was won by a team. Um, second went to uh, Joda Sports, which was Mitch Evans and... Two other names I don't remember. Oliver Turvey, who I think actually I think it was Oliver Turvey, who is the sim driver generally. I think for McLaren. And then uh, the third place team in LPM two was Team G Drive with Sam Bird. Hell yeah, Sam Bird! I'll see him in a couple of weeks. Um, other well known names. So basically, what I did is I read through all the lineups again today and was like, okay, let's just pick out the well known names because there's someone who doesn't know. Look, my 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 uh, endurance racing knowledge is not spectacular. A lot of it is names that I recognize from other things. Um, so we lost before the race. Uh, uh, Jan Magnussen's team, which also had Ryan Briscoe, who we saw the other weekend filling in for James Hinchcliffe at the Indy 500s. They had a they had a pretty bad crash. They I had a very bad. Cr- yeah. Very bad prang in qualifying, and the car was just irreparable. And I also believe Jan Magnussen probably wasn't also fit to race. Like, he wasn't seriously injured, but he was probably needed a day or two. So we didn't see them race, which is going to be heartbreaking when you spent all year, like, working towards Le Mans in this moment, and then it's over on a heartbeat and you don't actually get to race. Um. I'm trying to think of other people that were in this. That that uh, Karun Chandok was in it. His team came fifth in the LPM two, but they didn't actually finish the race. I think they finished fifth and like 51 laps off the pace because the car had obviously broken. Yeah, yeah it was funny. I was looking at everyone racing in this because, again, like you said, I don't really know a whole lot about endurance racing, and I was just like, oh, look at all the Formula E drivers that are in this series. Like, there's a lot of Formula E drivers in this series. Yep. Yep. Funny too, because you know, good job Formula E marketing yourself to the point where I recognize drivers from your series and not anything else. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, I also think we're probably more the exceptions as far as people who pay attention to Formula Whatever. Formula E are. Still. Still. Whatever. That's good. That's but yeah, good. so that was that was uh, Le Mans for another year. We got to see one very. I don't think there was a single person in Le Mans happier than Nico Hulkenberg. 
out serious. Well, I don't know. Patrick Dempsey was pretty damn happy. Patrick Dempsey was pretty stoked. Like, <laughs> I think he may have beaten Hulkenberg for the happy factor if he had won the category. Right. He was still pretty stoked. He's definitely crying at the end of the race. Also, I just have to note that in our little document for this podcast, I literally just wrote McDreamy in all caps. Yeah, see, I was never a Grey's Anatomy person. I was never super into Grey's Anatomy. I just, Meredith Grey annoyed me, and I knew because Meredith the show Grey. was... Medford, Massachusetts, okay? You leave her but, alone. But, but Meredith Grey annoyed me to the point that I knew that she couldn't be killed out of the show because the show was named after her. So I just kind of stopped watching. Yeah, I got through, like, oh, I, we used to watch it in college. Like, my, my whole rugby team used to come over and we would watch the taped episodes because I still Oh, well, man, you are aging yourself now, Sarah Connors. Get away from me. It's that fun. being said, every time this week someone's asked me how I got into hockey and I have to tell them the stories of people sending VHSs to me in Australia so that I could watch them, I feel ancient. And everyone's like, VHSs? I'm like, I know, right? Yeah. Those, we were on the internet. those were the days. But yeah, so um, that was a good time. It McDreamy was. Super happy. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg won things. I don't really care about anything else because I don't really watch World Endurance Championship. I'm going to try to start next yeah, year. I've been, I've been trying to watch a bit of it, but it was, it's also at weird times. It was in quite good times randomly when I was in Australia. And Le Mans was great because I just like... I'd watch the overnights and, and things like that. But it's been a bit too busy for me at the moment to pay the attention it deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, do we want to move on to Formula E? Well, I think we probably should. I guess it's one of our... We've got, we've got two sets of points left here. Um, and one of them is Formula E. Yo. Simona. We still need to talk about Look, Simona more. Because I'm pretty I'm- sure our Formula E notes started and finished with Simona and all the feels you have about the fact that Walsh is super excited that Simona is, is racing. I have, like, this conflict because my MO in, like, cheering for racing drivers is I cheer for women drivers and I cheer for goddamn Americans because America. And in this situation, you have a female driver replacing an American. What do I do? What do I do? This is literally like Sophie's choice. Like, what do I, am I happy? Am I sad? Do I do both? I just, I don't know what to feel like. Do you know what I can't wait for? What? The day that there is a female American driver. Because I legitimately think, have you seen the movie Kingsman? Yes, I have. The part where all of their heads explode? Yes, that will literally. That will be you. Yep. Like, so long, thank you. And the song that we'll be playing will be the national anthem. Yeah, just, no, no, it'll be God Bless America. Yeah, no, no, because, no, maybe Party in the USA. Maybe, Because no. I put my hands up to play my song. <laughs> Literally, that'll be amazing. I So I make flags for all the races I go to. Like, I made the sweet Scott Speed flag for uh, Long Beach. And now I have to make one for Simona. And I was going to take my Scott Speed one with me. Now I can't. And I just, I, I, everything is happening. Literally everything is happening. I don't know what to do with myself. It's good, though. I'm excited. London's going to be kick-ass. When is London? London is uh, two weeks from now. So oh we've my- got Austria testing London Silverstone. Yes. Gotcha. I might die. Yeah, testing in Austria is going to be fun, too, actually. But, um, I'm going to be so I'm going to be in Dublin when you're at Silverstone. Okay. So I'm gonna to have to find a nice little pub to watch the race in. I'm sure that will not be difficult. No, it is Ireland. Like pubs are something they're definitely not short on. <laughs> Even if I have to tell the rest of my group, I'll be like, sorry guys, you can go and do whatever. I'm going I'll be to back the pub. in two hours. Yeah. 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 See you in a few hours, going to drink a pint or two and watch the racing. Where where are you gonna watch uh, the London Epre from? Probably Toronto still. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not leaving Toronto till I don't leave for Europe until the second of July. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's definitely after that. I think yeah. those races are like the 29th and 30th or something. Yeah, look, there's something like that. I'm sure if I googled the answer, I would find it. But at the moment, I have yet to. I'm a little bit too lazy for that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was about to say we we got Simona racing for Team Andretti, which is the way to all of our hearts. Team Andretti forever, man. Like they're yeah, definitely- Team Andretti are like, well, it, it's funny because it's kind of a continuation because Simona was racing for Team Andretti, correct, in the IndyCar at the start yep. of the season? Yep. So there's a kind of carryover there where they brought her from one to the other. Um, 
fingers crossed, hoping she'll do great. Want to see? I, I I don't know well enough Fe to know how good. Um, so I'll let you answer this actually. How good are Andretti's cars? Like, is Simona a competitive chance racing an Andretti yeah. car in the Formula Eight? I mean, Scott Speed podiumed in his first race in Miami. Yep. Jev podiumed. He's their other driver in Long Beach. Okay. You know, they're, consistent. So they're, they're competitive cars. Yeah, yeah. They're We're not sending her to race for the Marussia of the Fe world. No, that would be Mahindra. I was I was about to say who is the who is the who is the Marusha of the Formula E world? It's Bruno Senna and Karun Chandak. Which makes me sad because they're incredibly adorable as a as a pair. One of my favorite bromances in all of motorsport. Um, And they're very intense bromance. And they're also very nice. Like they were one of the really fun people to or one of the really fun teams to hang out. I gotta be honest, Bruno Senna looks like the happiest, nicest, smiliest guy in the motor racing world. Uh, you're not far wrong there. Yeah. That nice. being said, I look at Bruno Senna and Anthony Davidson every time I see them on Sky, and I all I can think of is you better hope Jetson Barton keeps racing because the moment he retires, one of you two is getting replaced. Seriously. Um, when I was in Austin, I think Bruno Senna was doing pit lane like interviews and stuff, so we saw him walking around. That was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Hey, look, Bruno Senna makes a white shirt and some jeans look very good. You, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> I am very not wrong there. <laughs> but moving on from Formula E, the last thing we have is IndyCars. IndyCar is... Today. Uh, the, the green flag, I believe, is dropping in 37 minutes, which, to be honest, I could probably edit and push push this podcast out before the formula before the IndyCar green flag drops. There's literally nothing to do in that hotel room, do you? Oh my God. This hotel room (laughs) is, look, the highlights of my day in this hotel room is the fact that I have two beds, which means I can lay in one bed all day and then get in the nice, perfectly made bed to sleep at night. That sounds like a rough life. I'm not I know. It, you know what also rough is the fact that the CVS near me sells like half a liter Moscato for $3 what dude <laughs> hashtag america so my, my cvs shopping today consists of buying a pack of mike and ike's and a liter of moscato beautiful that's one of the things i forgot to mention about canada backtracking a little bit here um we had to since my friends had general admission seats you have to get to the track so early if you want like any semblance of a good seat yeah so we, we rolled in at like five forty-five. Yeah. morning with two bottles of champagne a bottle of orange juice and a blanket and we just laid so the can you can you check your own booze into the event oh yeah dude yeah you can oh wait Canada, wait Canada is like wait 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 you didn't have to hide it you could just walk yeah. in with it yeah dude Canada is this lawless country it's beautiful yeah look if this was australia someone would be dead before the gates opened <laughs> Yeah. Someone would have given themselves alcohol poisoning before the gates opened. It's pretty insane. Uh, yeah, so you'll you'll see. It's so funny, too, because there's one really good GA area, and it's about a half a mile from the gate entrance, and people are, like, desperate to get good seats in it. So you'll see these, like, huge bro dudes with, like, a cooler on their back, like, booking it for the GA area, like, as slowly as they possibly can, and just, Oh man, it's it's. High- I just have this picture of this guy in like a neon tank top, looking like an alcoholic turtle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's pretty accurate. So, um, what we did was we had a slightly different and better tactic. You had an Olympic sprinter that ran ahead with a blanket. <laughs> yeah, my friend Elizabeth, who writes for us, and I think wrote a piece on the Canadian Grand Prix that we will link on Twitter later. Yep. Um. The three of us hung back and we hold, we held all her stuff. We were carrying all the alcohol, the food, all the umbrellas, everything. And she just tucked the blanket under her arm like a rugby ball and just booked it. Just, like, took off. And uh, she so was... So how laughing. far is it? You said it's about half a mile. No, so we were going for a different area that we had found the day before, um, which is also pretty popular. And there's another entrance that we didn't know about, so people kind of had a little bit of a head start on her. But well, we had seats right up against the fence. Like she, she booked it. She did a really great job. And um, you and yeah. I have discussed my ability to run, so I would not be that friend. I'd be that friend that'd be like, "Go on without me. I'll catch up. Leave me. Save yourself." You, you laugh the fact that I was proud. The fact I was proud of the fact that I managed to run a twelve-minute mile once. 
Yeah, I, after me, and I was like, I am four foot eleven. I have short <laughs> legs, and I'm unfit, and I have no cardiovascular fitness. So you can just <laughs> shut up. And you were like, you were pretty much walking. I was like, I was not walking. <laughs> that is my walking pace, but that I'm also- treadmill was not walking. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was really funny, and um, you know. We had a good seat and I didn't have to run. So everything's fine. I think at this picture of you, you guys finally getting that. And she's like got a blanket or something spread out. And she's just laying there, <laughs> there in the middle of it, panting like. <sighs> That's exactly what happened. We, we got there and she had her sunglasses on and her hoodie over her face. And she was just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> but I made it and I hate you all. The thing, everything is terrible. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. Um. But it was great. It was such a good time. Canada's such a nice venue. That track is beautiful. The scenery is amazing. The biodome just kind of hovers over everything. Yeah, every time I see that, I'm like, that looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was cool. It was really cool. Excellent. Well, IndyCar. I on the fact that IndyCar is James Hinchcliffe is the Grand Marshal of the race today, which is super, super excellent to see. And, um, other than it starting earlier because there's for the potential for rain, which I find kind of funny because you'd never see a uh, Formula One racer that would be like, yeah, just go. We'll yeah. stop you if we need to. Weren't they, you know what the weird thing is? I think they were considering doing it in Suzuka last year when it was pouring down rain. Well, I no, no, I think I think the thing with Suzuka and those things is um, that they make the decision when it's already started raining. Whereas IndyCar is like, oh, we think there's going to be rain. Let's move the race early. Yeah, no, I, I honestly think, I think in Suzuka last year, it was the day before. And it was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, no, it wasn't because, it was because there was a typhoon coming. Yes, that's what it was. And they weren't sure if it was going to hit Sunday or Monday. So they were like, I remember that. They're like, yeah, so there is the potential, potential risk of a typhoon hitting the race. Whoops. And you're like, we oh. We didn't plan this very well. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Hinchcliffe is the uh, is the Grand Marshal. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Connor Daly's helmet for this? No, race? I have not seen Connor Daly's helmet. It's his regular design, but it has like a little cartoon Hinchcliffe on it, and has little Canadian flags everywhere. Actually, I think I have seen this. I think I did see it, and it was pretty cool. I I, I liked it. That's pretty awesome. It's it's amazing. I think I remember there being like um uh like leaves uh, leaves leaves kind leaves. of on it. <laughs> um yeah uh, my, my my grammar skills sometimes yeah yes no i pulled a picture up now and like it's got like the the red maple leaves on it and i was like there we are yeah it's cute so yeah i'm not really sure how this race is gonna go but i'm gonna watch it so we'll see. yeah and me too because i've got nothing else to do in this hilton room look the sad part of being here is the fact that there is a gym downstairs and i bought my gym gear and i haven't been once oh man you should go do that go do i know thing. it's just also like do I want to go do this? Well, do I really it's, it, do yeah, look. Anyway, no one needs to hear me complain about my life. <laughs> um, this, as I said at the start of the podcast, is our last podcast for a while where we're going to be in the same place. So times, times and regularities may be a little haphazard over the coming months. We're going to do our absolute best to make our shows for each round of the, the, the F1 season. But you never know. Yeah. You know what, though? I have an idea. Here's an idea. Here's a little playing for you. Um, I have a hotel in Austria during testing. We could record from then, maybe. <laughs> Not yes. from the track, but from I was, the- I was like, um, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we should also- times. I'm going to record some things at Austria that we will include in our next podcast. Sounds I'm- most excellent. I will be... Well, I will be in Dublin and then Scotland, England, Spain, and other places as yet to be decided from there because mm-hmm. I've done a very little amount of organizing. And we'll uh, see how we go from there, I guess. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Austria should be a good time. I, you know, last year's Austria race was fun because the Mercedes guys just trolled the crap out of Red Bull and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, probably that's going to happen again. I think. Are, are any of the Red Bull cars taking grid penalties this week? Any of the Renaults? I feel like they must be. I should look. I'll look I'm, it up. Yeah, I, look, I couldn't tell you at the moment. I've been <laughs> a bit out of it. Yeah, same. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, anything else that's happened that we should talk about. 
Uh, look, I think that covers just about everything we need to we need to touch on for this edition of the slightly vacant Saskia and Sarah uh, Grid Girls. We're struggling. We're struggling. It's. Um, I will say one thing though. Uh, just little little housekeeping notes. When I was in Canada um, and we had that meetup on the Thursday, um, I met like four people who said they listened to our podcast. Like, I want all of these people to send us notes so we know. I'm practically in, in the job of trying to figure out how to move our podcast to a different system so that we can get actual analytics from it. Um, yeah. So if anyone listening to this knows anything about setting up a Blueberry, a blueberry <laughs> podcast system on WordPress, call me or text yeah. me. Or tweet me because I'm having a fucking difficult time. <laughs> I too. <laughs> someone that between the two of us who both work with computers and code and tech for a living, the fact that I can't figure it out is a sad indictment uh, on lots cool. of But it's hard because, like, you can't get analytics from iTunes. But you know what? It's no, and I need to establish this system and then change the feed direction from one page to another. And I, should, I cannot, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even. Help. I right now um it's like i'm gonna get this job done while i'm here at the hotel nope yet yeah so yeah um that's pretty that's this that's us we're still real excited about nico hulkenberg we're still real excited about simona de sebastro i said that that was literally all i was gonna yell about today so here's a little more of that wow how is this happening i feel like just a couple days ago i was grouchy about racing stuff and then suddenly, and I'm then not. Nico Hulkenberg won the Mons, and the world was beautiful again. And, and then Simona and Silvestro is racing Formula E, and it got even better. I know, seriously, everything is wonderful. Um, if you're watching Austria, uh, probably if you they'll show GP2 on TV, right? Look for a giant dumb Alex Rossi banner. That Sensi will be, will be underneath it. Yes, or above it. I don't know. Around it. Someone. There someone, will be a Sarah in the vicinity. Someone tweeted a picture of it at him and he got real excited about it. Now I'm like, oh God, what if, ah, I'm glad I finished it. I wasn't going to, and then I did, so it's fine. But anyways, yeah, that's us. That's it. I'm going off. Bye.